Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, my name's Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Friends, we got to be honest with you. Uh, we've done this a bunch yeah. of times, and uh, hitting record was not easy in that moment. It took both Josh no, and was- I, like... We we almost started, uh, I think, two times each. Where like I almost said his lines, <laughs> he he almost started, and then finally the record started, and we're like, okay, here we go. No, the problem here we go. The problem I ran into was I took a weird breath through my nose, <clears throat> and it like <laughs> didn't give me oxygen. Instead, of, like sucked oxygen out or something, so I couldn't talk. And I was like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Maybe it was like the air you had just breathed out was what you breathed in. Uh, and it was weird. like, oh, that's that's just CO2. That's not gonna help yeah, you out. That was dude. That was not not fun. <laughs> dude, that's a, that's dude, such a strange that, problem. How are you yeah, doing? Yeah. I've Man. that's never happened to me in my life. That was a weird one. <laughs> you uh you need some deep breaths my friend deep breaths um man i'm doing all right uh i i don't get uh sick often and this week i was like really sick i had a high fever and a really bad stomach bug and i don't even want to say how many times i pooped on average over the last three days but it's a lot let me just ask Um, you this do you feel significantly lighter today than you did three days ago? I think I might have lost some weight. Nice. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. Most I feel like definitely. you said it without saying it. Yeah. Yeah. But all that to say, I'm I'm not all the way back, but I think in the next day I will be. But <clears throat> definitely on the mend. And overall, like I'm a little tired, but good. You know, like thankful. I'm thankful to be feeling a lot better because, dude, that Tuesday, I hardly felt like a human. Uh, we're recording on Friday. I know you don't know this because it comes out on Monday, but we're talking on a Friday. And earlier this week, I just was like, I don't even feel like a human. I slept like six hours that day and I never nap. So that was really saying something. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's spring here. We're about to get... Tonight, we might get like three, one to four inches of snow. I'm hoping for like four because it'll melt quick. But dude, like we've got not much snow this winter and it'd be fun to take the girls sledding in the morning. And then, uh, yeah, man, we're going to sell our camper and look for a oh, different one. We are. We're going to try nice. to get out of the pop-up lake because... No, no, this is the first is this one. The first We've camper? only had one. Oh, okay. I thought mm-hmm. there was another. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah. Okay. So we're we're going to try to get a small um hard-sided camper that you pull behind. Um Catherine, my daughter was trying to talk me into getting one you can drive today and I'm like, "Listen, you have no idea how expensive those are." No. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Uh, we used to you, uh, no. go to like the RV shows where it'd be like, yeah. "Shoot, this was Dude. This was like 15 years ago, so Hundreds who knows what these things cost now. Yeah. No, we're talking millions, like $1.5 oh, for the whole, million. Like, dollars. The, uh, like the full-blown like RV, like, RVs, RV, like yeah, yeah like 50, 60 foot. Yeah. Where like yeah. Both, both sides are complete um, yes. uh, slide outs. 
Like this yeah. one we went into, it was the living room and the kitchen. Both had slide outs the length of the vehicle uh, on both sides. The one side of, of the, the back was their closet. Was just their closet. The what? other was a full bath, like with jacuzzi tub, like a shower, the whole shabam. And then the, the master was behind it all. But like, it was like, wow, this is the life that people want to live when they retire. Uh, if they that want to live in full luxury, but be able to travel. Crazy, man. Their That's my thing. I don't like, know I, even if I made a ton of money, I don't think I could ever justify that. But. If you, like, when you retire, if you're like, hey, let's get a decent RV and, like, go spend months in someplace warm when it's really cold here, that makes sense to me, you know? But, dude, some of those are, like, nuts. But really cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure super fun to see at an RV show like that. But, yeah, man, we're trying to get yeah. it's something also, cool. And uh, it'll be great. Yeah. It's also you, not that I'm buying a $1.5 million home. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be nuts. But no. Uh, yeah, you still get mortgages on those things. It's like you get same terms yeah. as most mortgages. Yeah, <clears throat> totally, totally. But I don't know you're driving are, it but... down the highway, and you could just like <laughs> it's like so crazy. I mean, I know there's insurance and stuff, but dude, like that's nerve wracking. You don't drive your house around, you know. So yeah, man. Um, could you imagine anyway, though, like dude, not having a house and like that is your only home? That'd be a weird. Like you have no that home. Would be base. A weird. Yeah, It'd be like a weird that is it. mind. <clears throat> You're like, I'm a nomad with this super luxury driving yeah. house. <laughs> and probably a YouTube like, channel, I would assume, because everyone has I a hope. YouTube channel these days that lives inside of RVs hope, man. or trailers. Just or live whatever. stream the drive, you know, be like, we're passing through Arizona. <laughs> and for the next eight hours, you're going to just see what I see. Dude, how are you doing? There's What's a couple. Your I'm world? pretty sure there's a couple I watch on YouTube that uh, uh, I don't think I've seen their videos in a while, but. Um, they have like an airstream and they travel around the country in it. Um, how am Josh I doing? Is lying well. in the background. He has another monitor and I actually just see them driving right now. <laughs> He's yeah, live streaming a, them as we speak. They're yeah, just driving. I actually live stream me watching them live stream. Um, <laughs> yeah, he has another, I'm still working a on podcast. I'm trying to convince that. Andrew. I was like, dude, watch me like live stream me watching, like watching them live stream. So we can get that three deep, and he won't do it. He's worried like no. the the worlds are going to collide or something, and we're not going to be able to come out of the right. the Matrix or whatever right. that movie was called. Yeah, yeah, it'd be Inception times Inception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm doing I'm doing well. Uh, can't complain. Uh, weather has been relatively nice around here, uh, which just means we're going to get dumped on on snow at least like six more times before yep. summertime. Um, but you're we're going to get low, to wear shorts like, once or twice before then, though. Like you're going to get that. Oh, nice. You're going to get that sense. Colorado. Nice. Wait, <laughs> how are those related? Well, you ran out of eggs. Well, I ran out of eggs. So I went to the grocery store. I went to the grocery store in shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wore shorts today. Oh, yeah. Why'd you do that? I ran out of eggs. I'm still wearing so, it, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> um, that's funny, man. Yeah, Colorado's so, going to uh, lull you into like, yeah, you're you're warm now, and then you're going to be very cold for a minute. Trickster. Yeah. Trickster. At least when it snows now, usually it's like super wet, heavy snow, but mm-hmm. it's not cold, cold. Not those single digits. 
uh, from here on out. Mm. But snow is snow. It's kind of a pain. Um, yeah. But uh, we're in the middle of this series. We're calling God Is uh, on this Jesus Life podcast. Um, we have been talking about different characteristics and attributes of God over the last uh, handful of episodes. Uh, last week, we talked about God being on time, if you hadn't had a chance to listen to it. It's weird. Like, There's a lot of things we talked about in that episode that I've quoted since then. Um, or like wow. someone's talking about even, God being Did you time. know you were quoting like, it? Oh. Or you're like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. know? Like I was purposely oh, cool. referencing the, the episode. Yeah. And I was like, we just talked cool. about this. Hmm. Uh, most of the people I do life with are like, oh, yeah, that's right. You have a podcast. <laughs> you're like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for the support, my friends. Uh, just kidding. The people who know uh, you distantly are like, I love your show. <laughs> that's how it goes, <laughs> man. It's so strange. It's so strange. Yeah. It's uh, funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this week we're continuing on uh, that series, and this week we're talking about God is good. Good. But Andrew, yeah, man. Uh, what's uh, initial thoughts of God being good? Dude, um, you know, like, I'll just say, one, like, okay, so I have a couple kids, and um, trying to instill, like, understandings of God in them and like trying to pray with them frequently. And like, usually that just looks like at meals and then every night before going to bed, praying over them. And I always, when I pray, whether it's with them or not with them, uh, I always try to say like, God, you are good as part of that. Like, thank you for being good, you know? And to me, I always think of that and and try to try to do that to remind myself like the God we follow, the God we serve, is like the epitome of good. Like he's good for us, he has good intentions for us, for all the lives around us. Like God created a good world, created a good plan, a good place, you know? Like God is fundamentally good. And I guess the reason I always try to like remind myself and our girls of that and teach them that essentially is that like it's really important to know like <laughs> is the God I'm serving worth it, you know? And if 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 we couldn't say about our God uh that you are good, that's one of your attributes, then we probably shouldn't follow <laughs> that God. You know, if you're like my God might be good. Or you're thinking of, like, I think of, like, all the Greek gods where it's like, you know, if we don't make this sacrifice or do this thing right now, you know, the storm god is going to get really angry and come and flood our plants and our crops will fail. You know, like, we got to appease this god because that god's just really jealous and angry quickly, you know? Um, like, there's a lot of cultures who have believed in gods like that and and done worship like that in the past but the god we serve the one most high yahweh um jehovah like there's a lot of names you can use um adonai as they say in the chosen like our god is fundamentally good and i think that is like huge to know because it's like what do i base my ethics on what do i base the way i treat others on it better be god that is good or all my other kind of logic and ethics and choices down the road from that are not going to not going to be the best you know so i think god being good 
is is really important to understand. What uh what what are your kind of first takes on like why God being good matters? Yeah, I think I, I think in today's Christianity, I don't think we necessarily verbally say this, but I think in some of our bad theology and in some of the ways that um we teach about God and teach about discipline and we teach about um you know sin and uh, even sin management um we we paint God as a non good God like a vengeful God a um just waiting to get you God uh, if you don't do all the right things he's coming for you God um and I think that's where we we go sideways with God or apply attributes to him. And I think that's why this series has been so important is walking through the different attributes of who God actually is and not necessarily the God that we've created in our own minds um, and, and what we think he may be. Um, but I think at the core of, of, of God, you know, like what does it mean for God to be good? Um, I think the other extreme and maybe not super extreme, but the other you know direction you could go with this is that God is, um, um, that God's like a vending machine. He's good to me. Um, mm. and like God is only good if I get things. Um, God is not good that when I'm God good. doesn't give. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. like, but I, I think there's a, a tendency to go there. So for me, like, like what is, what is good? Um, good is whatever's right and whatever's true. Um, that's where God lives. Um, like, God is not going to um, contradict himself. Um, God is holy. He's righteous. Um, he's good. And when he, because he is good, he's always about what is right and what is true. And I think too, like <clears throat> we, because God is good, we can also make the connection that everything God has created is good. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this is where we start to get sideways, um, sideways with God. I'm trying to remember. Um, let me Google really quick. Uh, that's Timothy. Um, this is Timothy, first Timothy chapter four. So the first letter Paul wrote to Timothy, um, Paul wrote this to him. He said, since everything God created is good, we should not reject anything. Um, we reject any of it because we receive it with thanks. Everything God created is good and to receive and to be received with thanks. Nothing should be sneered at or thrown out. <clears throat> and I think, Oftentimes we look at creation and we look at how the world is currently running and we go, well, how can God be good? Well, that's where evil comes into the picture and evil is just the absence of good. Um, and because humans have choice um, and we have will and, and we make those decisions that cause harm to others and those around us and all of those things, we look at, well, well guy, why didn't God intervene? Well, because God is good. Everything he's created is good, but we have... Um, um, manipulated and mangled and turned what God created uh, into something that isn't good because of our evil. Um, and I think that's a, the piece that's really hard to wrap your head around because we, we assume because God is so sovereign over things um, that he could intervene and fix all these things, which he could. Um, but oftentimes he chooses not to and lets the will of the people, um, you know, dictate a lot of this doesn't change him or mm-hmm. change his uh, characteristics or change his ultimate plan. Um, but at the same time, in the midst of all these things, um, evil is created because not because of what God has done, but because of what mankind has done. And I think that's where we start to get, you know, how could bad things happen and it took good people? Well, you can argue whether or not they're good, but second part is like, 
it isn't God's hand that's causing those things. God only makes things that are good um, because he is good. And out of that goodness, he's just going to create good things. Um, yeah. And then sin enters the picture and it's that destructive. Mm. And I think this is the mm-hmm. piece that's really hard for us uh, at times to wrap our head around or be able to label God as good, at least feel it. Maybe intellectually we can all say, yeah, God's good. Of course, that makes sense. Yeah. But the true belief in, in internalizing that idea is hard for us because we look around our world, we look around our our spheres of influence, we look at just you know our life in general, and we see a lot of evil. We're like, well, where is where is the good God in all this evil? Um, mm-hmm. And God's still there, right? God is still light. He's still trying to pierce yeah. through the darkness. Um, mm-hmm. What is it? God is light. There's no darkness in him at all. Um, mm-hmm. It's John something. Beginning of John, first John. It um, is first John something. I just read that uh, yesterday as part of Lent. You go. I'll, I'll find it. Nice. Good old Lenty days. Um Andrew's Andrew's a Catholic now. Uh, he uh, no, he's practicing. <laughs> no, um, not at all. He got the cross uh, and the whole thing. Not uh, a chance. No, there's no. There's plenty of things Catholics get right. Don't get me wrong. Uh, just salvation, unfortunately, is, is the piggy that they miss oftentimes. Um, there's just a lot of stuff to know if you're going to go Catholic, man. There's a lot of up down. There's a lot of feedback you got to give after certain things are said i don't know the rules man there's it's intimidating but it's intimidating but you know high church is on the rise right now uh it's true like gen z wants high church Mm -hmm. Um, we're seeing it more and kind of cool man kind of cool kind of crazy here's hey here's the verse first john 1 5 uh and this is the message which we have heard uh from him and announced unto you that God is light, and in Him there is no darkness at all. Sorry, you can keep rolling, but just wanted to bring us back. Yeah, and that, that. that light, that light will pierce darkness, and and God will come yeah. through um, to to find those that are stuck in those those places or have caused yeah. the evil of their own lives. That God still pursues in those dark places, and that's the goodness of God um, coming out. But we can't equate the evil of this world to God. God didn't cause the evil; um, our sin caused that evil. Sure, I guess in a weird roundabout way because God allows will <laughs> to exist. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know he 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 allowed those things to happen, but yeah. at the same time he, he didn't permitted it. Them. Mm-hmm. No, but you have to look at the other side. Is it true love if I have no will to love or not love? Right? Is it no. true love if I is a true pursuit of God if I don't have a choice to pursue or not pursue God? Um, no, and that's where that peace comes into play. But um, dude, you know, can I let me add the core of it all. Let me add a couple a couple thoughts to to that. Here's I dropped you know, in our chat. You'll see a bunch of Bible verses I put in, but Psalm eighty four eleven says this: For the Lord God is a sun and shield; the Lord bestows His favor and honor. No good thing does He withhold from those who walk uprightly. And then I'm going to go down a little bit and says. Um, uh, Psalm one nineteen sixty eight. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. And probably says, "Oh God," at the next part. Um, and then Joseph, maybe to to wrap it up. You'll probably remember this if you've been in the church for some time. But Joseph, the coat of many colors. His brothers throw him in a pit and try to kill him. Like they're planning to kill him, throw him in a pit, and one of them sells them sells him as a slave. He eventually gets raised up to a super high level of leadership in Egypt after being in prison. And when he is 
providing grain to his own brothers and they don't even recognize him, he reveals himself and says this um, to his brothers when he could have taken action against them. He says, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it out to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as you are, as they are today. Um, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Um, so God is, I, I, I think God is always pushing <laughs> for good. Um, mm-hmm. Man, I read the screw tape letters not long ago, which I've talked about a few times, but it's like the C.S. Lewis book of correspondence between demons who are trying to tempt this dude, like this one seasoned demon coaching a younger one. Um, and they, like, at one point, uh, he makes this point of, like, be very careful, you know, like you're playing in the enemy's territory. Like this is, this is tricky waters, like the smallest misstep and what you mean for evil could be switched in the enemy's favor, the enemy in their perspective being God. Um, but God can, God can take a plan, take intent and evil that was done in our lives and flip it for his will and use it, um, a thousand times greater, you know, like he did in Joseph. He can literally switch that and say, yeah, yeah, what happened wasn't good. Uh, the intent of why it happened wasn't good. Maybe there was intentional evil done or sin done in that. But like the God we serve is the redeemer of all things. He can He can take any situation, redeem it, and use it to glorify himself. Um that's why he's good, man. Like <laughs> that's a part of why he's good is that there's no, yep. there's nothing that can stop God from, from changing a situation and, um, and using it for good. It involves in this realm, it involves our will. He gives us the will to choose or not choose to do that. At least in my belief to choose to follow him and choose to, um, allow ourselves to be submitted to his will, essentially. Um, but like, man, God has power over all things and and can redeem all things. Um, there's a there's another verse that basically says like the Lord causes the uh, the sun to shine on the righteous and the unrighteous. Um, no good thing does he withhold for uh, from any, you know, like he, he calls it causes the sun and the rain to fall on both the righteous and the unrighteous. Like God gives good things to all people, regardless of whether they're they're serving him. But uh but he's good because he can redeem all things too. Um that's part of it. So yeah, man. Dude, I, I went on a bit of a tangent, thought. but any thoughts? Yeah, what's uh, up? That I wanted to but for the life of me I can't remember it was. I got distracted. Oh no. I know I yeah. went too long. Oh no. no I, I was watching the, my own video and I could see the things behind me. And then I started thinking about something else and they started thinking about the church building. And I, I was lost it about it Joseph all, and redemption, like, and no, was taking about something evil and, and turning it for good. And the goodness of God. Hmm. Um, shoot for the life of me. I don't know if it was, if it was of God last that it comes back, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Just to tag on to what Andrew's saying, I just I just thought of, you know, Romans eight twenty eight, which I think we quoted last week or maybe the week before. Um and we know we that all things recently. that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to mm-hmm. his purpose. Um and I think there's this idea that um 
that there's there's blessing attached to that. Like I get things from God. Um, and that's not necessarily not true, but that's not necessarily true either, at least from the physical standpoint. Like I'm not getting physical attributes of God, but when I walk in the goodness of God and I walk in according to his will and I walk in relationship with him and allow the byproduct product of that relationship to change me and shape me, it's that changing and shaping me that that is the good gifts from God. Right? The circumstance of life may not change. They may still be difficult, um, but I change in the midst of those circumstances. And because of that, I, I have the ability to overcome, to persevere, to push through um, all those things and still do it with joy and, and, and hope and peace and patience because those are the fruits that come from God. But so I think there's that piece at play as well that I think we often forget um, that, you know, it's in the midst of God's goodness where, where we find um, the best of our lives. So it's chasing after the goodness of God. Um, and you know, goodness, you know, evil is just the absence of goodness. Um, so it's when we choose to sin, we choose to live in the cycles of that. When we choose to, um, not participate in, in, in relationship with God, um, that, the the darkness starts to win. Um, and it's easy for us to be like, you know, God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. He, I should say it this way. He can be everywhere at all times, but he's not, um, like there's still darkness in this world. And I think oftentimes, um, we don't realize that, um, or we don't give it proper, um, thought or proper recognition. Um, though God can be everywhere. Um, there's places that darkness rules, um, that God, uh, is piercing through and, and will eventually overcome. But the, the enemy wins, um, this current battle, um, like his dominion is still this earth, um, until Jesus returns and, and, and sets everything straight for the final and ultimate time. But, um, like, because sin is still a part of the human, the human story, um, like that sin is still destructive and gives the enemy footholds in a lot of different places. And as believers, we get to be the forefront of those things. Um, and oftentimes God isn't entering into certain darkness because his people haven't chosen to, to partner with God in that darkness. And he's waiting for, for his people to, to act. Um, I think there's that, it's that delicate balance that yes, God is sovereign. Um, and God is meaning God is in ultimate control of everything. Um, but at the same time, God has given will to his, to, to humanity and to people. Um, and that will oftentimes is evil. Um, it's a, it's a lack of, of good. Um, and we, we live in the society and in the world where we see that evil play out almost every day. Um, and now with, you know, technology in the way that it is, we see evil all around the world, um, every day, all day, if we really wanted to dig into it all. Um, and there's so many places that we can get overwhelmed because we can't help with everything. Um, but God didn't ask us to help with everything. He asked to help with the things he's put in front of us. So chase after those things for the good of God. But, um, I think there's that weird delicate balance. That's really hard to wrap our head around because we, we, we read some of these verses and we're, well, God is good. He's going to give good gifts to his children. Um, and that's true. But those gifts may not be what you expected because your your sin, your selfishness has asked for something that isn't a part of God's will. Um, he's asking you to chase after other things. And I think there's that piece that we miss. Man, I really wish I under remembered what the heck I was processing because I thought it was uh, worth in, like individually processing. It's going to come back to you uh, 
20 minutes after we end and that's okay that's usually you'll have to which is like, fine maybe it it's just a least. me and god thing yeah. and we have that conversation yeah. and it's not a me and the world thing but uh, that's probably yeah, why god is yeah. god is good um god is and good. and i think it's easy for us when life isn't going the way that we thought it could go oh that's what it is wait i'm almost there uh <laughs> uh control that's what i was going to talk about so here's the crazy All right, part. talk about it. Let's who, hear it, man. God is. Us as humans want to control everything. We want to control our protection. We want to control our comfort. We want to just control because we feel safe in our control. How crazy is it that God is so secure in who he is and how things play out, which is like, sure, intellectually, we're like, yeah, that makes sense. He's God. Um, that he allows evil to continue to exist because he mm-hmm. wants his people to come back to him. Right, like hmm. you have to be so secure to allow chaos to be a part of the equation, uh, yeah, <laughs> and you not be a part, and and you be okay with the chaos uh, totally. playing itself out. Yeah, um, and I think this is where we get, this is where it's hard for us to understand God mm. because we don't function that way as humans. We we have to control, like it's our, it is at yeah. the core of yeah. our nature to control <laughs> totally. everything around us, and mm-hmm. you know when things aren't going the way that we thought they should go, if we have any influence or any authority, we try to fix those things and intervene where God's ultimate goal is that his people come back to him, that they, they choose to, to, to follow him and love him because he showed, you know, love first. He, he allowed Jesus to die on the cross, um, which is an ultimate sign of goodness. Um, you know, which is still crazy because in the end, right, Jesus is raised from the dead, but like the story to get there is, is a mind boggling, yeah piece of that's still goodness um like yeah. this is what god yeah. did this for his people um so yeah I, I think there's something there of like being able to wrap your head around like it's okay if it feels like things are chaotic things are evil things are going on that that doesn't seem right it doesn't mean god's still not in control um and it's hard for us to have, wrap our heads around us because we try to control everything and I don't know, there, there may be something there that I'm willing to dissect and figure out later on. But um, I, I don't know, I think there's that piece of like, God is so secure and safe in himself that like nothing phases him. Like the, the, the most yeah. horrendous evil that we see in this world, he doesn't go, oh my goodness, I've lost control now. Um, like everything's going <laughs> to fall totally. apart. No, he, totally. he tries to save in those moments. Um, he knows the story isn't over yet. Right, Jesus taking his last breath, the disciples are crushed. Um, here's the moment where they thought, you know, this this new way, mm-hmm. this new kingdom, this new revolution for some of them, um, were about to be established, and all of those dreams were just crushed in a moment. And then they sat there for for days uh, in yeah. in this defeat um, because they didn't see the end the end story, right? The end story of of God is still good. Um, and even though these bad things or what we perceive as bad things had to happen. Um, in the end, God is still good. And of course, he raises yeah. Jesus from the dead three days later. And we're about to celebrate that in a few weeks as Easter rolls yeah, around. But, yeah, um, you know, it, it's that piece that like God's not you. So don't try to apply your attributes or how you view the world on God because it's not him. And he's beyond those those thoughts or those ideas. And I think mm. that's where we get ourselves in trouble. And And it's not like it's a bad thing. Like it's not an evil thing to try to comprehend God, but it's that piece of like understanding your ability to fully comprehend him is pretty slim uh, in the, the, mm. the vastness of who he is. 
Um, so be okay with not fully understanding everything. And as you pursue and as you grow in a relationship, you'll learn more and more and more. But at the same time, I would assume, and you know, even when I take my last breath in this life, I'm, I'm fully not going to understand God uh, in a way of who he truly is. I think there's going to be a lot of moments as we stand in eternity with him, for those that that you know believe that Jesus was the Son of God, died a, died a sinner's death, and and um, we need that Savior, uh, you know, we get to spend eternity with God. And I think there's going to be plenty of moments where we're like, oh, that's how you were working, or oh, yeah. that's how you you yeah, played yeah. this out, or mm-hmm. oh, like I I didn't comp- fully comprehend. We tried to put theology or an idea around an attribute of you, and you know, it's, it's so much bigger and vast. Those things we're just we're not going to know until you know we're before them. And I would assume we spend an eternity even after that, <clears throat> um, continuing to learn new things or nuances of things, yeah, of who God is, but dude. That's yeah. so good. Yeah, I mean, even just to go back to Christ crucified for a minute and raised, like, if you were one of the followers of Christ, one of the disciples, watching the whole process of of events that led up to Christ eventually hanging on a cross and dying, like, man, at some point, if I was one of them at some point, I would think, like, we were wrong. He's not the Messiah. We were wrong. God is not good. We were wrong. God doesn't care about us. Like, at some point, you'd have to be like, if you still believe that's the Messiah, then, like, something went terribly wrong. We did our job wrong, but or something, but God wasn't more powerful than the Romans. You know, like... uh we lost like God isn't as good or as strong or whatever as, as they thought. Like, I think all of that is probably like the natural human conclusions in the moment. But when you're on this side of it and you know that just three days later, like resurrection is coming and they're going to see like, Whoa, I just never understood the scope and depth and breadth of God's goodness. (laughs) Like I didn't understand how good the God we serve is that, that he's willing to send his son to experience death and like death on a cross and then conquer death in the face of all of that in public in front of many, you know, to, to be like, Hey, the worst you can do here in this world, it's not a big deal. (laughs) Like I just, I, I spoke and I made these worlds like death is no problem. You know, like it's, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's pretty beautiful. But like, realistically, I think the disciples probably went from this state of like, kind of walking zombies. I would assume for those three days of like, what are we gonna do? What have we been doing for the last three, four years? Like, what did all of this mean? And why is it done? Uh, what do we do now? To just like overwhelming hardly explainable joy and and like hope man (laughs) like hope like our god our god can beat death like we saw him raise people from the dead while he was here but raised himself from the dead like god the father raised jesus like what in the world you know like we can't beat death you know as 2023 modern people we maybe delay it for a little bit maybe not i don't know but dude we can't beat it but to just be like hey the worst the one thing that's inevitable in this life um 
is really just a, a thing that's a temporary condition in God's view. Um, that's yep. it's not insurmountable, and it is something that He sent His own Son to experience so that He could forgive our sins and like have direct access to us, and not just to like the Jews in that day, but to all people. Like that's the scope of goodness where. They might, maybe a few understood Jesus was going to die on the cross. Maybe they didn't, but none of them understood it was going to be for everyone and not just for a select small group of people, their Messiah. You know, it's like, no, 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 this is the world's savior. This is like the savior of mankind, all of mankind. Like, I don't know, man, the goodness of God goes so far beyond the bounds that I'm like quick to place in my place on God in my circumstances, let alone when you start talking about like the story of Jesus's life, death and resurrection. Like, I don't know, man, God's goodness is hard to fathom because our goodness, my goodness is usually like, oh, like you weren't that kind to me, but, but Andrew was still nice back. Like he could have returned, he could have been interred to you, but he was nice. Like that's my, Mm -hmm. like, that's usually how my goodness comes through. It's not like Oh, Andrew wanted what is eternally best for you, and that's why he made this decision. You know, like I'm yeah. I'm not God. My goodness is like yeah. finite and small compared to that. And anything beyond that is like God working through me, you know? So yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just I trying think, to I'm saying a lot, but yeah, what do you think? Yeah. I, I think I think I had this this thought. <clears throat> I think the goodness of God. How how do I word this? <clears throat> We see in our own lives the goodness of God when we choose to repent. Like, I think that's where the goodness of God is revealed in our repentance. And I think it's true of of the world, right? Like, as people repent, you see more of the goodness of God because you see his forgiveness and and his love and and all of these things that are shown to us in the midst. I just think, like, our church right now is in the, the middle of the story of the prodigal son and, you know, that story of, of, like, yeah all these things, all this goodness came from, from the repentance of one to come back to the father. And, um, like, I was just thinking like, what's, what's my closing thoughts and all this. And, um, the, the verse, um, Psalms 34, eight, I had to look this up by the way. I didn't, I didn't know this off the top of my head, but, um, which is, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Right. Like it, it always comes back to relationship. It always comes back to us chasing after God and, and, foster relationship by pursuing spiritual disciplines and relationship with him. So I read scripture and in, in conversation in relation with him. I pray as a conversation with God. Uh, it's not just a, a list of God do all these things for me and the people that I love. Um, but it's God, let's talk about what you want to do in me and how you want to grow me. And you know, the ways that I have wronged you or sinned against you that I need to mm-hmm. repent of. And, um, I think it's in the midst of like the quicker we are to repent of the things that we've done wrong and run back to God, right? Essentially, that's what the prodigal son did rather than letting shame take over and run from God when we're in the wrong, like shame, just going to create more distance between us and God, more darkness in our lives. Um, but repentance is the opposite yeah. of that. It's, I get to run back to the father. Um, I think there's, I don't know. I think there's something to it all of, you know, the more we practice repentance, uh, repentance for those that, that don't know, simply saying what I've done is wrong. God, uh, well, you know, what I've done is what we call sin. Um, yeah. And to confess and turn away from something. Yeah. 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 Um, and believing that God is, is ready to forgive, um, and ready to restore. 
Um, that's you know the good news of the gospel, right? Like what Andrew was just talking through, the sacrifice that Jesus went on the cross um, gets us back to this, like the ultimate goodness um, story that, that God performed uh, in that redemption to bring, you know, to redeem us from our sins. Um, but I think that still is at play, right? Like if we choose to live in the repentance more and more, I think the more and more goodness we get to see in our lives because we're no longer running from God, um, right? We're running back to him um, as the psalmist wrote, right? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Um, who's the one that's coming underneath God and, and finding protection and safety in that relationship? That's not a belief. That's an action uh, to, to find refuge is, is something I do. It's not something I believe or an idea I have. Uh, it's, it's something I actually practice. Um, and it's that relationship. I'm like, am I going back to God daily, uh, you know, throughout the day? Um, am I just trying to spend uh, intentional time with him just like I would spend intentional time with a spouse or, or with a friend or with a child? Like, am I, am I intentionally trying to build something here or am I just doing the tasks? Am I just checking the boxes? Am I just saying, hey, I wrote in my Bible today. We're good, God. Um, but I didn't choose relationship or refuge in the midst of that. Um, I just chose you know, intellectual stimulation or whatever um, you know label you want to place on it. Um, it's that refuge place, that repentance place, that place where we sit at the feet of God in relationship with God, that we get to see the goodness of God on display and see all the different areas, not just in our lives, but in the lives around us, that he is working um, or he is you know, uh, about to work because a repentance is right around the corner uh, for that individual or for that that group of people or for that season. Um, I, don't know, yeah. I, just, I just had that thought. I think, you know, repentance is, is the, the key that unlocks the door to see the goodness of God. Yeah. It's not that the goodness of God doesn't exist. It's there. Um, but we mm. don't see it because, because of sin, right? Because of the darkness yeah. we've created in our own lives and around us. I don't know. There's something to it. I think there's something. Dude. And my, my final, final thought, uh, maybe right along with that. I read the prodigal son, at my oldest daughter's request last night, um, but uh, dude, when the when the son comes back after squandering half of his inheritance, all of that son's inheritance, which he took early from his father, um, comes back after squandering it, and his whole plan is like maybe maybe I can just be treated as one of the slaves on my father's farm. Like he at least gives them good food. Um, and, and they have a place to live. Maybe I can just come back and be one of them, you know? And, and the father sees his son coming down the road, uh, and runs out to him, uh, straight up runs out to him, throws his own robe around him, puts his rings on his fingers and says, my son, like you were dead and you are now alive. Like you were lost and you're found. Um, like, Welcome back. We're throwing a party. You are restored. You are my son. I love you. You know, and it's it, that story is like an allegory to how God the Father sees us, you know, and sees uh, one sinner who comes back to him, you know, one person repenting and, and dedicating their life to Christ is like that son who's gone away, who was mm -hmm. dead, but is now alive, you know, and God doesn't. God doesn't receive us with um, doesn't receive us with maybe what we deserve, but re receives us with um, with goodness. So um, my two year old is losing it, so I gotta I gotta go on mute. But I just wanted to mention that she does want some peanuts. You're right. You're right. 
I took a play out of her book and I've been eating peanuts at the church. Uh, we have a whole thing of them uh, that I've been eating on a regular basis and I forgot. Peanuts are tasty. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully this is a helpful conversation um, to those listening and hopefully it triggered some things that um, you can now go to God with and, and have those conversations with him about and uh, ask her, you know, what are the areas of my life I'm not repenting in or what are the areas of my life am I still trying to control? Um, what are the areas of my life where I'm not relinquishing? Um, so I can see your goodness and I can experience what's, what's really going on and see life as it actually is rather than, you know, the facade, the facade of what I've created or the facade that my sin, you know, projects, uh, onto everything around me. So, um, that's the encouragement and that's always the encouragement. Spend time with Jesus. Um, um, pull out your Bible, um, spend time in prayer. Don't do it as a task, but do it as a tool, um, to foster relationship. Um, to have that conversation back and forth with God. Um, you know, something at, at Hill City, the, the church plant, you know, I'm a part of um, that we, we had on a pretty regular basis are what we call journaling Bibles, essentially Bibles that have scripture on one side and a blank page on the other. So you can just communicate back and forth with God as you work through those. We highly recommend them. Um, you can find them, you know, in almost every translation at this point. I'm pretty sure every translation calls them journaling Bibles or something to that extent. I'm not talking about the, you know, the, 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 the people on Instagram that, you know, go crazy with the notes that they put in their Bible. I'm just talking about foster relationship with Jesus. It's not about it looking pretty. It's yep. about it being real, vulnerable, honest. Slow true. it down. Take some time with it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. And it's not, and it's a relationship. So if you're like, Hey, I haven't mm -hmm. spent time with God in a long time, or I haven't actually ever spent actual relational time with him. I've just done tasks for him. Um, like mm -hmm. it takes time, like any relationship. It's not, uh, Hey, I'm going to wake up today and we're going to know each other so intimately and deeply. I'm sure one way of that is true. God knows you, but um, you don't know God in that way. And um, you haven't been vulnerable or allowed yourself to be expressed in that way to God. Um, so it takes time. It's not going to be intimate and deep right off the bat. Now, the more you do it, the more time you spend with God, that relationship flourishes and grows and deepens all those things. But I think too often we think it should be a, a you know, snap of the finger and it's just there. And that's just not how God works. God, God plays by the rules of relationship because I would argue he created those rules. Um, and this is how relationship functions. So you have to give trust. You have to choose to be vulnerable. You have to have consistent time with God. You have to do all of these yeah. things that are true of relationship with another person mm -hmm. with God himself. Um, so spend some time with Jesus, um, dig into those things, take refuge in that place. I mean, I think you're going to see the goodness of God, um, mm -hmm. on, on display more and more, um, as, mm -hmm. uh, that relationship fosters and grows. But Andrew, any one last final thought before we put an end to this? Dude, um, He's shaking his head. No, I, I've loved this conversation. I had to go on mute a little bit there, but, uh, but man, God is good. Like, and, and that is good. That is good. <laughs> you know, like he made the, he made all the things, you know, at the very beginning of the book and said, it is good. And, uh, and he meant it, it and he meant it maybe deeper than we knew and wider than we knew, uh, at, at the time, but God is good. And it matters that we understand it, I think. Uh, at least it's beneficial to me to understand it. So, Josh, this conversation has been awesome for me, man, and I hope uh, good for you. So thanks for doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, come back next week as we continue this series and we take on another attribute of God. God is. Well, if you come next week, you'll find out what that blank is. Yeah, you'll be here then. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer to your relationship with Jesus and with other people. 
And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.